This is Abacus. I'm Bob the CPA. My guests today are Mario and Joe, and they operate in an industry you probably don't know much about. Let me tell you, working in cannabis is not the easiest way to make a buck as a CPA. They'll tell you about the good, the bad, and the ugly of leaving the big four to work as CPAs in the growing U.S. marijuana industry. All in this episode of Abacus. Let's go. Learn everything you need to know to have a successful and fulfilling accounting career. Whether you're on the partner track or you're making your own path, this is Abacus. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great day. As you know, this is The Abacus Show, and this season is my excuse to talk to as many interesting accountants as I can to tell their stories and maybe inspire you to go out and find a new career path of your own. Today, I'm talking to Mario and Joe. They're partners in New Era CPAs, a small firm on the West Coast specializing in helping clients in the U.S. cannabis industry. They'll share the story of how they got started, how they evaluate risk versus reward in an industry where all of your clients are technically breaking federal laws, and we'll get their different views on the age-old question, when is the best time to leave the big four? As always, you can learn more about everything we talk about today, and even ask me to email you the most popular episodes ever of the show by visiting abacusshow.com slash 305. Now, on to the interview. All right, let's start at the beginning. Before moving into the cannabis industry, both Mario and Joe started their careers at the Big Four. After the 2008-2009 financial crisis, Mario started to worry whether working in a corporate environment was right for him. That crash in 2007 and 2008 really made the corporate world very unattractive. You know, waking up and not really doing what you want to do versus being able to empower yourself in an emerging industry that's the fastest growing industry in the United States. Joe switched firms once and ended up staying about a decade in the big four before joining New Era. So I was really curious to hear his thoughts on making the switch to this new industry. After being in the big four environment, you're either going to stay and, and try to run it all the way to the top, or you've got to get out at some point. I probably waited around too long. I was there for you know just shy of a decade working in that, that atmosphere. And so I actually reached out and reached out to Mario, and we started a, a little conversation early in 2015 about, hey, this is coming. Can I come online? Let's open this Portland office. This has been a, um, a crazy whirlwind kind of year for me, for Mario, for the firm. And uh, I think our background being in that big four accounting atmosphere just means that we're able to absorb a lot of change and stress and <laughs> deadlines and, and issues that may come up. And let me tell you, working in cannabis is not the easiest way to make a buck as a CPA. If people are only interested in making money, then by all means, they, they should stay doing corporate work. The money's great. If that's all you care about, um, if, if you care about you know, helping people who otherwise aren't going to get as good a help, um, maybe doing something that you actually care about, that's why we came over into this industry. While we were talking, Joe mentioned that being in the big four taught him how to effectively deal with stress and tight deadlines. But I wanted to dig a little bit deeper and find out exactly which skills they both learned along the way that have been most beneficial in starting this new firm. I definitely learned 
um, over at the big four, when you get to a certain level, you, you're, you're really managing a small pocket of business. When, when you're a manager and up, you know, you're, you're managing client relationships, people below you, people above you, the economics of the engagements that you're working on. And for obvious reasons, those are really great skill sets to have. If you're going to move into a really entrepreneurial space, being able to effectively manage your own economics, as well as business development, clients, relationship management, all those kinds of skills are huge in what we do. It's already March 2017, but you may not know that I hopped on the phone with Joe and Mario to record this interview at the end of 2016. If you weren't paying close attention to the November 2016 elections, you may have missed the fact that four states legalized marijuana for recreational use during that time. So I had to get their take on what the results mean for their firm and the industry as a whole going forward. Yeah, yeah. Some things have changed. I mean, I guess everything has changed, right? California, obviously, is um, kind of the the big thing on the horizon now um, where everybody's getting geared up for the recreational uh, cannabis legalization there. Jeff Sessions coming in as the attorney general uh, has definitely put some people on their heels, maybe where they were really, really excited to take off. They're a little bit more cautious now. So I'd say that's definitely something that I've been seeing from especially new clients that we're bringing in. That's one of the first things they asked about. Hey guys, Bob here. I'd like you to take a moment to think about your career. Over the years, I've noticed that people tend to fall into one of three categories. On one extreme, there's people who love their job. They can't imagine a world where they would ever leave. They're staying for life. Then there's the people on the other end of the spectrum. People who really, really hate their jobs with a passion and desperately want out ASAP. But most of you probably fall somewhere in the middle. Your job is fine, but you worry there's something better out there. You don't hate what you do, but you wish you could get paid a little bit more and get what you're worth. If you're a lifer at your company, that's awesome. For the rest of you, I have some really good news. I'm just putting the finishing touches on a brand new course inside Abacus U that I'm really excited about. If you haven't heard of it yet, Abacus U is where I share all the accounting job search tips and strategies I've learned over the past decade in simple, easy-to-follow online training courses. Already inside waiting for you are complete courses on the things you need to know for your next job search, like crafting a resume that gets you more interviews, optimizing your LinkedIn profile to attract recruiters and get access to the best jobs, and how to set career goals. Everything is available from your laptop or phone for less than a dollar a day. And even though I can't tell you too much about it just yet, because we haven't announced it, if you sign up today, you'll get access to this exciting new course as soon as it's released. If you're not planning on staying at your job forever, this is the fastest, easiest way to get the skills you need to land that amazing new job you want. So get over to abacusshow.com learn to get started now. All right, let's get back into the interview. One question I'm fascinated by is the amount of risk involved in serving clients in the cannabis industry. You see, while some states have legalized the industry, it's still very much illegal under federal law. As an outsider, I would be most worried about getting into possible legal trouble or even losing my CPA license. So I asked Mario and Joe how they take these risks into account. Entrepreneurialism is based on risk. That's exactly the things that we fight through every day. Our clients are committing federal crimes on a daily basis. Every single one of our employees are being paid with money that's traced to a federally illegal crime. I mean, that's just um, a unique way to do it. But our, our number one you know, service that we're providing is compliance. And if it wasn't for us, the government would be shorted millions of dollars. I was just going to say, if you stand back and think about it, what is somebody going to report on their tax return 
if they don't have a competent professional helping them do it. You know, it's either going to be they're reporting a crazy amount of income or they're not reporting enough. And either way, it's bad. Us coming in and helping these people not only provides them with a good service, which they desperately need, but really we're ensuring that the government is actually receiving the proper amount of tax revenue. And we're not viewed that way, I don't think, by many folks. But that's the truth, because in, in the wild west of cannabis, if they can't figure out how they're supposed to do it, they might just not file a tax return. Now, everybody's at risk, and the government doesn't get paid their tax dollars. Starting any new business isn't easy. And I imagine hanging your shingle in a new industry, where there's so much uncertainty, doesn't make things any easier. Before talking to Mario and Joe, I assumed that the hard part would be government regulations or getting financing from a bank. But it turns out that what they consider the toughest thing so far is not what I expected. Well, I'll tell you, to get people that are traditional accountants, you know, excited and interested in the cannabis industry, I've struggled with this for seven years. The typical accountant is not entrepreneurial, very conservative, and doesn't really want to steer away from that cubicle life. You know, it's, it's been an extreme challenge to try to attract experienced accountants um, like, you know, for instance, Joe and myself that are down for the industry. I mean, the turnover of, the, you know, other partners in the firm, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a challenge and it's just not for everybody. And it's, it's not for everybody because of the youth of the industry. You know, it's not corporatized yet. It's exciting. It's creative. And you have to be creative, which isn't the typical accounting brain, kind of the left brain versus right brain mentality where, you know, the corporate environment is very left brain, very structured. This structure, it has to be malleable because the industry is changing literally on a daily basis. When is the best time to leave the big four? That's the million dollar question for a lot of you. Everybody seems to have an opinion on this topic. It's a really personal question and the answer always depends on your personal goals, ambitions, and experience. You may have noticed me asking other guests this question throughout the past seasons of the Abacus Show. And since I have two big four alumni with very different experiences on the show today, there's no way I wasn't going to ask their thoughts. Here's what Mario and Joe had to say on the best time to leave the big four. That's such an interesting question because, first of all, everybody's experience in the big four is uniquely different. Um, It's a very clicky environment. If you're not attractive or if you got moved from offices because, you know, bad hiring and they hired too many people and then you just had to move to Portland randomly, I got stuck on the worst gigs you can ever do. I had a terrible experience. Well, I had colleagues working on the Nike job, you know, just chilling, loving it, getting free like Nike gear left and right. And I'm like getting shipped to go count RVs in places like Indiana and Eugene, Oregon on New Year's Eve when I could be rather doing other things. You know, it's my experience. The big four was terrible for a lot of other reasons beyond just the actual grind. And that's just the way the big four is. It's a political and social environment that transcends the actual work. The work is is not extremely challenging at times. It's the hours and that corporate environment that is brutal. But, you know, the ability to interact with CEOs and CFOs of, you know, publicly traded companies um, on a regular basis to have that 
contact, I think, for branching out of the big four to be able to communicate and learn the, the, the communication skills to deal with, um, you know, those high-level executives. It um, allows you to really understand, hey, if you're going to branch out on your own, you kind of have a good footprint on what to expect in the world and how to interact with them in a positive way. But Joe, let's hear about yours. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree that a, a lot of the pain points with working in the big four arena doesn't really have anything to do with the work itself. It's really just going to be a function of, you know, what silo do you end up getting put into? Who do you work for? Kind of like, like Mario's saying, you know, you luck into this client or that client and your experience will be 180 degrees from the next guy. But... What it does teach you how to do, one of the things I learned the most from being a good four is just how to deal with fire. How do you put out fires? How do you manage expectations and relationships? I think that, that the big four is a, a great jumping off point. And, you know, those first two, three, four years, I mean, the, the learning curve is enormous. So you're really going to take on so much more knowledge uh, being in a big four firm rather than being in a small firm just because of the sheer volume that you're going to see. Mario alluded to it as well. You're right away talking to CEOs, CFOs, controllers, real decision makers. You get to see and hear how they think. Uh, that's pretty valuable information to have for when you want to leave and go do something else. If you're looking for a, a time frame, or when I say it's, it's good to start looking elsewhere, I, I think you probably want to get a, a solid three, four years, you know, get to that senior level, really understand what's going on, and, and also get your CPA license. So that, that's, that'd be probably the biggest one. Study for that as soon as possible, right when you start your new job or before if you can, and stay until you start thinking about that question. Am I gonna, do I want to be a partner or not? If it's not after your second, third, fourth year, you're probably not thinking about that all that much. Big thanks again to Mario and Joe for coming on the show today. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a quick favor and tell a friend. More listeners means I can release more episodes, cover more topics you want to hear about, and help you build your own successful career. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you next time right here on The Abacus Show.